The NASCAR Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, and get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. State restrictions apply. Driver, start your Wrap in and pull those belts up tight as the Sports Gambling Podcast Network presents the NASCAR Gambling Podcast. I'll wreck my mom to win a championship. I'll wreck your mom to win a championship. With all the news and the best bets for your NASCAR weekend. It refrains me from not beating the out of you right now because you ask me stupid questions. But since I'm on probation, I suppose that that's uh, improper to say as well. If you could talk about racing things, we could talk about racing things. Now, here are your hosts, Rod Gomez and Cody Zeeb. Happy Daytona 500 week. This is the NASCAR Gambling Podcast here on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. And yes, we are now in to the final stretch of what is the beginning of the 2023 NASCAR season. Daytona 500 happening this Sunday. Speed Week's going on this week as we record a full week of the NASCAR Gambling Podcast in season. He's Cody Zeeb. I'm Rod Gomez, and we are super ecstatic, super psyched, and pumped. Super Bowl is behind us. And now we are on to the Daytona 500, the Super Bowl of the NASCAR season. Cody, can you feel the electricity? It's race week, Rod. I'm so excited. I'm pumped up. I'm ready to go. I woke up this morning, jumped out of bed, unlike any other Monday ever, pretty much. And I thought to myself, it's Daytona 500 week. I am excited. We get to finally actually bet on more races. I know we had the clash a couple weeks ago, but real, real races multiple races in that manner with all three series and yes man i am pumped up i'm excited ready to go just ready to hit fast forward to sunday now racing things to talk about betting things to talk about so obviously we talked about the fact that we are going to be a full week which means more bets which means tuesday there'll be more bets wednesday there'll be more bets thursday there'll be more bets and Man, I'm telling you right now, it's it's going to be chock full because we can give you every single series and more bets with them. And, uh, you know, that's what you come for, right? <laughs> you come yeah, for exactly. the bets. Yeah, exactly. And we'll go over the schedule here in a few minutes. But for the race, I mean, for on-track action, like qualifying starts Wednesday. And then there is things Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. So we have a lot to get into. A lot of bets. A lot of DFS stuff. I Yeah, oh man, I'm, I'm ready to go. We are pumped. All right, so this will be the last week, obviously, that we will be doing our car histories because as we get down into Daytona 500, there's obviously more stuff to talk about. So uh, we will keep our car history short. So 
just saying. It's not you, Cody. It's <laughs> should, not we, you. should we should we hit on that first, Rod, or should we should right, we wait let's, for after? No, nah, let's go ahead and talk. Let's get let's get it out of the way. That way we can be we are always transparent with you guys, and obviously we always tell you to leave reviews, and we very much appreciate reviews. I'm going to set up this specific review by saying to you. You're probably not listening, or maybe you are because you want to hear us talk about your I feel review. like this guy is listening. I feel like I feel like he is. I, I feel so too. So we just got a <laughs> review on our on the show and it's a two star review. Now, most people will get pissed off and rip this person to shreds. I will say to this person, thank you. Right? Okay. You can learn just as much from a negative review as you can a positive review. So if you want to go read the whole damn thing. Go ahead. He did specify a few things about not liking, uh, for one, our car histories, uh, two, mispronunciations. He pointed out a lot of valid points, in my opinion, that we could do. But I will preface this by saying he gave us a few months in the off season. Those of you who have been listening since the beginning of this know that once race season is in season, it is nothing but bets. It is nothing but anything uh, reg- uh, except to help you become better betters. Now, again, like I said, this guy <laughs> took a couple of shots, and that's fine. But it was during the off season, and what do you expect? I don't know. It's just Cody. Cody's got a few things he wants to add. I know for sure he's been chopping at the bit all week. I have been. So first of all, we love feedback. Okay, feedback is great. I, we've had people DM us about things they don't like, things that they uh, like, things that they would say, "Hey, what about doing this?" Or have you thought about this? That's how we went from one show a week, giving out picks quick and calling it good to covering all three series where every day of the week we added fantasy. Like that's how we've gotten where we are. It's from feedback. So if you have feedback and I constantly have people hitting me up, DMing on discord, hitting us up in the chat, DMs on Twitter, like they're open. We'll, we'll respond to them. Feel free. So hit us up. Don't leave a two-star review first of all, because that's just being a dick. Okay, don't don't be a dick and go. If you're listening and you like this show, go leave a nice review so we can bury this. So new people don't see this guy's clown review. First of all, his name is Sprint Cup fan 24. So it hasn't been the Sprint Cup for how many years? So maybe you should clean your own backyard out first. Anyways, he says he's been after listening to these guys for a few months. He's gotten to the point where he can't listen to them. I can't keep listening to them in comparison to other podcasts. This just isn't it uh isn't enough actual betting discussion and too many unnecessary topics so so i want to stop you right there we've literally covered every possible betting topic there is in the off season for nascar we've gone over every option we have we've begged the books for more options we begged for clash odds daytona odds sooner so I, i really i don't know what else you want in the in the off season um and then he says, uh, well, and also not enough actual betting discussion. We just hit a 14 to one for you two weeks ago in the clash. So I don't know. I mean, and that's just the warm up for the season. Now we're getting into it. So whatever. Um, he, he says uh, he didn't come here for a history lesson about car numbers, a news report on things he heard earlier in the day. Uh, so first of all, the history is fun. And I've had a lot of people reach out and say they like it. So. Sorry you don't like it. There's a fast-forward button for a reason. You can hit the skip-ahead button. I do that all the time on shows where I don't like certain segments. Not a problem. That seems like an easy fix for you, but glad we could help. Uh, he doesn't like to hear Rod go on about his man crush, Jimmy Johnson. I personally enjoy it. I think it's funny. And who doesn't love Jimmy Johnson? Uh, he says I do my homework well, so I appreciate him there. I can offer some good analysis. 
when I want to. Sometimes I don't always want to, apparently. Uh, my refusal to get over bets that I lost month, months ago is incredibly annoying and interferes with what I'm talking about at the moment. That I don't really understand. I get I bring up the Corey LaJoy because it was so close, and it was a huge bet. Like That's like a, almost a bad beat, right? Cardboard gate, yes, I know. Rod pointed that out as, as the other one. Maybe I should let go. But... It didn't hasn't soured me on Christopher Bell completely. I came around on the offseason. Maybe it held me up a little bit. But then the, as far as that goes, too, like guys like Denny Hamlin, we faded for a while, and then we will switch course. Like, I don't like Denny Hamlin. I actually, just before we started recording this, was listening to his podcast this week because he's great to listen to. I don't like him. I'm not a fan of his. But I'll bet on him when I need to, and we came across to that. Martin Trex Jr., that's going to be the best example of this. We faded him all last year. I'm not fading him. Go, I'll fade him at Daytona. But going into the season, not going to fade him. Anyways, uh, he says that we share inaccurate information. Yeah, maybe sometimes we get something wrong. But for the most part, we do our research and try to share accurate information. This isn't uh, certain news outlets. Uh, and he's gotten much more from other podcasts. But so first of all, it took him. A, I want to say thanks because it took him a couple months to come to this conclusion. So. I guess I guess that we must not have been so unbearably bad that he, he couldn't stick around for a while. Uh, but if you don't like it, there's like seven trillion other podcasts. Just go listen to somebody else. It's not a it's not a not an airport. Don't have to announce your departure. Nobody cares you're leaving. Uh, so go bury this guy's bad review and don't be like Sprint Cup fan twenty four because he's a douchebag. Well, and look. All I'm saying, I'm, I'm, we got good cop, bad cop going on at this point, and, and that's okay. Rod's too nice of a guy. I can be a dick if I, I want to. I've been, I've been good cop my entire life, and and that's fine. But to me, it's it's simple, and it really is too. You had you drove a, a pretty good point home. Look, I, I'm fine with you departing, and I'm glad that you gave us a couple of months. I very much appreciate the fact that you tried bad, it out. Bad time to quit, though. Yeah, it is a bad time to quit. We're going into this. Maybe give us a week or two into the season. Yeah. Well, and even more so than that, like there are thousands of good podcasts out there to listen to, and I encourage you to try every single There's one like of them. Thirty-three other ones on this network. Just yeah, listen to one of those. Exactly. <laughs> and so, like I said, it doesn't really hurt my feelings too much to have you go. Um, I do appreciate the time that you spent with us, but I also, you know, recognize as a podcast consumer myself that it not it's not for everybody. Like the the specific podcasts I've dropped several in my time, but I've never walked away from them and said, man, these guys are horrible. I'm leaving. Like just right. basically just stop listening. And that's out an airport. <laughs> that's what it took. I mean, you know, and, and I don't care. Listen, I know, I know this is probably against company policy and all that other good stuff, but like, go ahead and leave Wait, like how policy? you feel. Yeah, I know. Right. Leave, <laughs> leave how you feel. Like I get it. I, and you can leave something if you want and say why you left. And maybe we can kind of figure that out. But like Cody said, be like, Hey, Hey, yeah. this, 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 and this. Yeah. Discord's right. open. Thank DMs you. are open. Like there's no other, you can, you can tell us first and we will try to change it before you go and leave that review. It's I, you know, I don't care. Whatever it happened. We'll move on. And, uh, again, please leave your reviews. We're good with it. And, uh, and just we'll move on from there. So Cody, we'll put that one to bed. We'll learn what we can from it. And, uh, and let's just move on. Let's, let's move on to that guy's favorite part of yeah, the his show. Favorite part of the show up next car number we got six days till the Daytona 500 rod. Boom. Baby. It's almost here. Number six, pretty historically relevant to NASCAR specifically with one driver synonymous with the number six. Uh, and that's Mark Martin. Mm -hmm. So 1798 starts for number six in NASCAR, 83 wins, 
1,200 top 20 finishes, 80 times it sat on the pole. Mark Martin started 619 races, 35 wins for him, uh, 230 top 10s, completed over 181,000 laps in the number six car. 619 races, his average finish was 12.7. That is a hell of an average for that many starts. He sat on the pole 39 times. Uh, David Reagan, second on the list, 180 starts, one win for him. David Pearson, he did a lot in this number, 165 starts, 27 victories, 79 top 10s in that. His average finish was actually nine, ninth in 9.0 in 165 starts. Trevor Bain, 129 starts, didn't win in this car number. Ryan Newman, 105 starts, no wins. Uh, Cotton Owens, 103 starts. Then you kind of get down to some other guys. Matt Kenseth, we talked about him when we talked about 20. He made 15 starts, uh, just kind of filling in part-time for this team. Uh, 15 starts, two top 10s, led five laps in the number six car. Ralph Earnhardt, he made seven starts. Again, Dale Sr.'s father. Um, Trevor Boys, that's a fun last name. He made made 10 starts in this car. Bobby Allison, uh, Junior Johnson, Ernie Irvin, some of the other names that have made starts in this car number. And 110 different guys um, have made starts. Richard Petty, actually, one of those guys. He's made one career start in the number six. Um, and then manufacturer-wise, absolutely dominated by Ford. Obviously, this has been a Roush car number for a very long time. 1,212 of those starts in Ford. Dodge has 307. Uh, then Pontiac going down through the list, Rod. One start by Jaguar in the number six car in NASCAR. Um, so I shortened it up. Hope that's better for Sprint Guy because I'm sure he's still listening after we just made fun <laughs> of him. But uh, uh, And also, if you leave a good re- – so we're not going to dwell. Don't don't go leave a bad review to get attention. This is probably the only time we're going to bring up the bad reviews. So if you want us to give you a shout-out, though, and read your review, leave good reviews, and I will read every single one of them. He will indeed. Uh, crazy to think, though, that Ryan Newman got zero wins in that six car. It's uh, – yeah, when starts. we talked about him with the number 12, right? And he did have quite a lot in the number 12, obviously. Only made 105 starts, but still, that's that's a good solid, you know, three and a half seasons or so um, in that card number. So nothing, nothing there. His most memorable thing, obviously, flipping over at Daytona and everyone being very scared for him and then walking out of the hospital just two days later like Superman. It's insanity. Um, all right, so let's do this. Let's, uh, well, you got a couple of the news and notes, or do you want to take a break and then get to some news and notes and then do our, our you're triple the boss here, Rod. I don't know. Should we um, call up strength guy? See how he prefers it to go. Ah, you're funny. All right, let's do this. Let's step, <laughs> let's step away. Take a break. When we come back, we'll talk some news and notes heading into the Daytona 500 because we've actually got some more odds to talk about in this show as well. So we'll get, wait, to those. we don't talk about odds enough, Rod. Ah, no. Well, we're not going to this show either. So, you know, I'm just kidding. We are. Hang tight. We'll be right back with more odds after the break. But before we do, let's tell you about WinBet. WinBet is the official online sportsbook for the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. WinBet is active in a bunch of states. There are tons of ways to win, including live betting and same-game parlays, which are also known as the WinBets Build Your Own Bets. You get great promos, odds, payouts are all happening right now at WinBet. You ready to play? Sign up today. You're going to receive a special offer. Bet $100. Get $100 limited, of course, to state availability. And of course, if you hit the biggest long shot parlay of the week, you're going to get a $1,000 free credit. So much to choose from. And all you got to do, 
head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Wimbit so they know that we sent you. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T. Offer subject to change terms and conditions at Wimbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where playthrough Wimbet is available. If you or somebody who has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. As drivers begin to take the track, obviously there will be some sort of news to get you ready for your bets. Cody, is there a major news story that has been on your radar as we head into Daytona? There's nothing crazy big. Uh, there was a seventh entry announced for the Daytona 500, a finish line motorsports. Um, they were going to run the number 80 car with J.J. Yaley. Uh, this is coming out of the, the Rayum Racing Stable. And then five minutes later, they announced uh, they're not going to enter the Daytona 500, uh, but they're going to try and enter like 20 other races. So be interesting to see, I guess, if this team obviously maybe has some backing, but they're going to enter as an open car. We don't have a lot of just races in general where there's open cars, but maybe they're going to bring some in for J.J. Yaley. But I thought it was funny that they announced and then literally it was five minutes later. Oh, just kidding. We're not going to enter. So the opening or the uh, entry list officially came out today on Monday. And it, as of now, at least, it is the six open cars. Um, and again, there's only four open spots. So two of those guys will not make the race. They will go home. Uh, Chandler Smith, Zane Smith, Connor Daly, Austin Hill, Travis Pastrana, and Jimmy Johnson are the six open uh, cars uh, for the Daytona 500 as of now. That is, uh, again, we're going to have so much fun watching what's going on for this uh so here's the thing let's let's do this real quick let's break down what we're expecting to happen this week uh because again there's just action happening up and down the week and so as you're setting your betting cards as you're getting ready to start placing your bets here is the the way that this is going to happen this week so starting on tuesday february 14th at two o'clock eastern they're doing a random drawing for qualifying lineups for xfinity then at two at uh, four Eastern, I, I'm thinking you know that's one Pacific. So uh, in my brain, that's where it goes to. The Cup Series gets the random drawing for the qualifying lineup. So that is on Tuesday. We'll find up the qualifying lineups for both Xfinity and Cup. Then on Wednesday, they start Media Day. They get garage hours, but the Bush Light Pole qualifying begins at 8:15 Pacific Eastern Standard Time. That is pole qualifying on FS1. And, of course, you can catch it on Sirius XM Radio as well. On Thursday, we start a very, very busy day on the 16th uh, where the Craftsman Truck Series starts their random qualifying uh, lineup. That is at 4 Eastern. And then, of course, we have some Arkham and Arts practice. Cool. But we've also got Truck Series practice that's happening at 5.05 Eastern. And then, of course, the duels begin on Wednesday, 7 p.m. Eastern is the first duel, 8.45 Eastern approximately, of course. It depends on how long that first duel takes. Will be the second duel. And then, of course, Friday is another busy day where there will be qualifying for the Truck Series at 3 Eastern. Practice for Xfinity at 4.30. Practice for Cup at 5.30. And then... The big race for the Truck Series happens at 7.30 p.m. Eastern with the Next Era Energy Drink 250 cup or uh, uh, truck race. Then, of course, on Saturday, there's qualifying for Xfinity at 11.30 uh, after the final practice for the Cup Series, which is going to be at 10.30. And then, of course, the Beef 
It's What's for Dinner 300 happens at 5 o'clock Eastern time for the Xfinity race. And then, of course, Sunday. That is the big daddy, of course. Driver introductions happening at 2.15. And then, of course, the big race, the 65th Daytona 500 happening at 2.30 Pacific East, or 2.30 p.m. Eastern time. Whew. That is Daytona. It's a lot of reading. <laughs> it's a lot of reading, but a lot of action to be had. So Yeah, that's that's the, the biggest thing is this is a, a full week, right? I mean, it starts Wednesday as far as cars on the track and then all weekend long, like I said. Um, so going back to, to Wednesday, I'm going to kind of just brush on some notes as we go through this. Back to Wednesday, qualifying that evening. There is not qualifying odds out yet. Sorry, Sprint Cup fan. If they come out before qualifying, obviously, we will give them out if we can on the show or in the Discord for sure. Get in on the Discord. But my one tip is bet Hendrick Motorsports drivers. Hendrick has had this poll, I think, four years in a row or something. Sorry if that's misinformation. I don't have that right in front of me. Uh, but they Hendrick like takes qualifying for the Daytona 500 like it's it literally means nothing. We know start where you start on these super speedways doesn't matter. But they take it like it's the greatest accomplishment ever. They love to sit their cars on the front row for the Daytona 500, and they put extra emphasis on it where other teams don't. So if you can get a guy from Hendrick Stable at not great odds or even decent odds, I would take them. Uh, but stay tuned because let me let me give you let me let me give you the correct information. You okay. are right. There's Kyle Larson, 2022. Alex Bowman, 2021. Stenhouse ruined the whole thing in 2020. Uh, Byron in 2019. Bowman in 2018. Elliott in 17 and 16. Uh, Jeff Gordon in 15. So we're talking a big, long stretch. So a lot of, not four in a row, but most of the last like eight years. So. Exactly. There you go. Yeah. They, yeah. The, Hendrick, just for whatever reason, they really, really take it super seriously. Even though we know you can start 40th in this race. And it doesn't make it like you can win easily from there. And there's not really a big advantage to starting up front other than I think they like their prestige. They like it for their partners. They can say, hey, look, we'll put you on the front row for the Daytona 500 and all that. So that's an advantage to us knowing how good they are in qualifying. Now, maybe they won't have great odds when they do come out because if the books know that as well. But, you know, if, if it's Elliott and Larson up front, and this is the one place that Larson is good on super speedways. He can qualify up front. He sucks racing them, but he can qualify good. Um, but you know, if Bowman's kind of lagging behind there and you find him at like 10 to one or 15 to one or whatever, then go get in on that because, uh, I think that's a, an advantage to be gained as far as qualifying goes. And then just to note the fastest two cars of the open cars in qualifying the single car qualifying, like normal, the fastest two of those guys lock themselves into the Daytona 500. So very important for those guys. Um, and then the front row is also determined. So if you qualify first, you qualify second, you're locked into the front row. As long as you don't make changes or, or have to go to a backup car, you will start in the front row. And then like we talked about before, you know, first, third, fifth, seventh, all the odd number placements, that's how they determine the lineup for dual one. The outside is for dual two, dual two, and then the dual race has set the starting lineup. So if you win dual race one, you would start third, unless you're the pole winner, obviously, and then fifth, seventh, ninth, and so on. Same for the outside. Um, truck racing on Friday under the lights. That might be the most exciting race of the week. Do not miss that one. That is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, it's a seven thirty green flag in Florida there. Uh, so that's, yeah, and it's only hundred laps. So 
250 miles goes quickly in those, and it will be action-packed from the beginning to the end. If you've not watched the Truck Series before, we'll talk about them all season. Their, their schedule is shorter than the Cup Series. They run about 13 less races, I think, than the Cup Series does. But they are often one of the best races on the week. Um, and then we can win money on them, too, and bet on them. So that makes it even better. Uh, so definitely check that out. And then, obviously, you got your, your Xfinity on Saturday and the granddaddy of them all on, on Sunday uh, in the Daytona 500. I'm pumped. I cannot wait, Rod. I I am ready to at least get to Wednesday, get cars on the track, and inject racing into my veins. I'm telling you, it needs to happen, and it needs to happen now because uh, the off season was fun and everything. But like, this is going to be fantastic to get the the new look of this season off to a great start with all the bets that we're about to to lay down. So, um, all right, so let's take another break. We have got some championship top four odds that are out now. Cody and I are going to do what we've done uh, pretty much all season long and start giving you our take on these championship four drivers because uh, the odds are pretty juicy on a few of these, I think, uh, and we're going to have some fun talking about them. So let's take a quick This is break. one. I don't, I don't think we've gotten this before. I don't remember no. seeing this last season. Like I don't think this might be the first time I've seen championship top four. So you know, just to get to the final four. So I'm excited to actually have that to bet on and be able to, to dig into those. Yeah. I mean, again, this is, this is something that we didn't get and we're going to, the books are listening. They're listening to us. At least somebody is. Uh, all right. We'll come back from the break and we'll talk about these and give you our reactions to them as we always do. Hey everybody. If you play fantasy football, especially in auction leagues, and or you're a whiskey fan, yes, exactly. Check out the Sports Gambling Podcast Fantasy Football Channel show, Old Fashioned Football. Coming to you every Tuesday morning, give us a listen. We'll bring you the latest fantasy football data, including the injury report, studs and duds, waiver wire targets, and suggested fab. Market movers. After all, we are the Marks. He is my hubby. And she's J Mark's wifey. And we're bringing all this to you while drinking an old fashioned and giving you our honest review of a different whiskey every week. All that and more. Hop on over. Give us a listen. Come for the football. Stay for the whiskey. This ad's almost done. Going once. Going twice. Sold. As there are every single season, four drivers make it to the ultimate championship race in Phoenix. And they all just bear out for the opportunity to win the cup and one book has given us the odds for these uh, to make the championship four, and we're grateful. Believe me, we are grateful. So um, let's break down some of these for you, as we always do. Uh, we'll give you some of the official ones, actually, when we start talking about um, cup bets, cup futures bets. Actually, unless you wanted to give out one now of your favorite, Cody, I I'm okay with that as well. Um, oh, championship odds wise? No, well, no, the championship four odds. No, the championship um, odds. Spoiler yeah. alert, everybody. So we're gonna give out our championship picks on the big show. We will be on the SGPN mothership, the SGP show uh, tomorrow, and so that is when we will give out some of our uh, championship picks. You can find it exclusively there. And, uh, and definitely want to listen to our appearance on the SGP, the Sports Gambling Podcast main show, because that's where we'll give out our championship pick uh, instead of we'll do it, you know, and have some fun on the big show with Sean and Ryan. Uh, but here, we're just talking about championship top four odds, and uh, it begins 
pretty mundanely, in my opinion, actually, with Chase Elliott, Kyle Larson, Denny Hamlin, and Joey Logano. Elliott coming in at plus 110, Larson coming in at plus 130, Hamlin at plus 180, Logano at plus 200. No surprises here, right? No, absolutely not. And honestly, uh, getting plus money on all these guys is really nice. I think with the top three specifically, Elliott, Larson, and Hamlin, like those are the three guys you really expect to be good week in and week out at almost every track. And you expect them to be in contention at the end. Uh, Hamlin has made the final four five times. He didn't make it last season, but he's obviously he's never won the championship, but he's really good at getting to the final four. Um, and then you go to Kyle Larson. Now he's only made it one time, but he's only been with Hendrick two seasons. He was kind of held back in that Chip Ganassi equipment. We saw what he could do his first season in the five car. He got, you know, got to the final four as one time, won the championship. Didn't make it last season, but he was in the final eight and he was close to getting there. Um, and so I think that despite the the bad quote unquote season we saw from Larson last year, that was better than most drivers. Uh, he's another guy that you can expect to, to get there or get really close. Um, and then De uh, Denny Hamlin, of course, or I already mentioned him, my bad. Chase <laughs> Elliott, rather. He's been there three times, obviously winning it all in 2020. He was there this past season, but he won the regular season championship last year Had all those points. They had a rough playoff run, but still found his way to in there. So if he had a somewhat decent playoff run, I'd imagine he'd have really been in there. Um, and so these three guys to me are, I mean, you can pick any of them. You could pick multiples. You could probably bet all three of them. If you want, you're getting plus money. Yeah. That, that would take up three of the four spots, obviously. Uh, and maybe that's going to be tough to predict three of the four, but these are the strongest case can be made for these guys. They should be at the top. Joey Logano in fifth or fourth rather on this list. He obviously a defending champion, but he likes to win new things. He's also made the final four in five time, five times in his career. <laughs> and like we've talked about before, all five of those final four appearances or in odd years. He made it in 2022, 2020, 2018, 2016, 2014. So he, for whatever reason, Joey and his, his even year thing, maybe he breaks that trend this year. Obviously, he's good enough to get it done any year. It just happens to be every other year, I guess. Um, but So I think a, a strong enough case can be made for all four of these guys. I don't think there's anybody on this list more deserving to be higher than these guys. Uh, so I think they do have it priced right. And I would be fine laying down a sizable bet on any of the top three for sure. Joey, I'm a little more hesitant on just because he can be inconsistent because of the trend. I mean, five five consecutive years he's made it in the even years, five consecutive times he's not made it in the odd years. Whatever whatever may be behind that, whatever, whatever deals he's making that uh, make him good one year and not the next, I don't know. But uh, but yeah, I think I think they've got it correct here. Yeah, again, it's not, and, and I think your your surprise of, of plus money for all of these are definitely worth, because, you know, we, we talk a lot about how race winners, championship winners, all that kind of stuff is, is usually plus money, but as you start getting down to the things that they do quite often, it's it's all starting to get in the negatives, like top tens, top fives, top threes, right, and, and even championship fours. I get it, it's difficult to predict, but when you have guys like Elliot Larson, Hamlin, 
you know, even Logano, who are perennial guys in there, um, just to give these guys even plus 110, you know, giving you even money odds, slightly better than even money odds, is definitely worth a look. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, I'm maybe not as bullish on Joey Logano as the books, but, you know, he, he's been there. So I, I guess you got to give him his respect for that. So, yeah, um, well, and when you compare this to their championship odds, too, like Elliott's only plus 550 to win the championship. That's to go all the way, make the final four, win that race most likely at the end of the season, and hoist the championship. Like, so you got him at five to one basically for that. And in order to do that, he's got to make it to the final four first. If you think he's the most favorited and you're giving me plus money for him to even make it to that race and be one of those four guys, then I feel like that's pretty good pricing on that. Um, and I honestly, I would have expected the top couple of guys to maybe be a minus minus 110 or something like that just because it's, it's of course, never a sure thing, but the way it's been going lately, these guys are are consistently making the final four now of course two of the four didn't make it last season so that you could use that in your fate you know argument i guess but but i feel like these are are the four guys that you really especially the top three again i'm not as big on joey and i i hate to always be down on him because i feel like i was down on him a lot last year and he wins the title but it's just he's so hard to from a handicapping perspective he's so hard to know when to bet on it it's unless it's news i guess unless it's something new that's when you bet on him but otherwise he's just He's so inconsistent. Well, as much as the books have been on Larson all well of the last couple of seasons, honestly, I'm I'm surprised that he isn't at uh, minus odds and that he isn't much higher than he is. So I, I mean, that's fine. I, I yeah, still don't and know. I mean, if it gets to the point too where you take this on Kyle Larson at plus thirty and he comes out like he did two years ago, and you know we're a quarter of the way through the season and he's got four or five wins already, like. If they offer this line during the season, it's not going to be anywhere close to these type of odds. And he's him specifically is the type of driver who can have that Max Verstappen to make the F1 comparison type of year where he just absolutely freaking dominates. We just saw him do it two years ago. Again, new car, but he still had three wins last season and had a solid season. Um, and if it wouldn't have been for one small mistake there on the Charlotte Roval, uh, he potentially could have even made a further run and had a chance at the championship. So yeah, I, I think that a guy like Larson and I don't know whether they'll continue to offer this like they do championship odds throughout the season. That'd be nice. Hopefully they will. Um, but a guy like Larson, I think you really want to get in on early uh, before he does go on a tear and starts, starts winning everything. And then his odds shift dramatically in the opposite direction that you want them to go. Yeah. Cause I, I'm not really thinking that, the rest of them have the uh, the possibility of, of ripping off the type of, of season that Larson can as well, just like you had noted. All right, let's move on to the next round of folks. Uh, Ryan Blaney, Ross Chastain, Christopher Bell, Kyle Busch. Uh, I'll, I'll pair them in those four because after that, that's where we just start talking about random folks. But I think these next four, um, obviously Ross Chastain, we know his big story. Ryan Blaney, uh, we've talked about him relentlessly, both at plus 215. Christopher Bell at plus 240, as is Kyle Busch at plus 240 as well. I guess, look, because William Byron and Martin Truex are both 240 on this list, we can kind of put them in there, but I don't know if they belong in the same conversation as these four. Um, but of the four, I mean, Kyle Busch is probably the only one that I feel strongly that I would put in this. I know you have other opinions, especially about Ryan Blaney, but, um, you know, the championship four, that's a... 
that's rarefied air, and it's it's something that I think Kyle Busch can achieve even with his team change. And uh, at plus 240, like you said, Kyle Busch is another one of those guys that if he comes out this season like a rocket, uh, those odds, if they continue to offer them, won't stay this good for Kyle Busch to make the championship for. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, Kyle Busch, again, he's been there five times. Besides Joey Logano, he's the only other driver with multiple championships. He's gotten to the Final Four. He's gotten it done. Obviously, we've espoused our love for Kyle Busch all offseason when we weren't talking about odds, apparently. Uh, <laughs> but anyway, sorry. I got to stop. But <laughs> Kyle, Kyle Busch, I love him. I'm huge on him this offseason. We already got a little tiny taste at the clash, right? He was up front, running. He was fast. He was good. We, we know he's going to be good this season. I'm very big on him. Love him to win the championship. Spoiler alert, he might be a pick later in the week. But, yeah, so I love his odds. Plus 240, that's great value. Um, Martin Truex Jr., honestly, again, this new Martin Truex Jr., I could see him going on a run. Another guy, he's been to the Final Four five times in his career. He knows how to get there. He's a champion of the sport as well. So he knows how to get there, knows how to get it done, knows how to stand that playoff pressure. So I think it's really good odds on Martin Truex Jr. at plus 240. I do like Ryan Blaney, plus 215. Not as much as those other two guys, though. He's not made it to a Final Four yet, Rod. I want him to so bad, and I feel like he's on the verge of just punching in there. But I don't I don't know if I would actually bet this one, unfortunately. Ross Chastain, plus 215. Not interested. He only got in last season because of the Hail Melon. And I just, again, we talked about it before. I need to see him prove it again that he can do it and that that team can hold up throughout the season and he can get there again. And if he does, I'll turn around and say I was wrong and he, he proved me wrong. Um, but I got to see it from him first. William Byron, again, he there's nothing. There's not much about William Byron that excites me. He's just he's very unexciting. He's in a Hendrick card that you can always use that to his his advantage. Um, he he is really good at Martinsville, so you can use that to his advantage for making a case for the final four as well, because that's the final race. And if you can win that race, you get into Phoenix and you're in the final four. So that's a point in his his plus column, but again, he doesn't excite me. So of this this group of six, Kyle Bush for sure. And even Martin Truex Jr. at plus 240, again, I've almost done a complete 180 on Truex. I think he's a completely new person where he's at today and this season than he was last season or the past couple of seasons. And I think that we're going to see just a completely different racer this year than we've seen in the last few years. And and Martin Truex Jr. is a guy who can get it done. He's had seasons where he's won five-plus races in a season. He won the championship a few years ago. He used to, it used to be him and Chase Elliott on road courses. Like one of the two was going to win all the road courses nonstop, and then he just kind of fell off from that. But I, I feel like we're going to see the return of Truex this season, especially after what we saw at the Clash. Um, and so yeah, so so Kyle Busch for sure, and Truex I think would would get my second vote of confidence in that range. Yeah, I mean I know that Byron's going to make the playoffs. That's that's kind of a foregone. He's going right. to end up winning at least one race throughout the season, and yeah, and he might even win multiple races. I mean, he's he's good at places. He, he's another guy that kind of pops up here and there. He's really good super speedway racer. He's just he's not quite to that next level elite yet. I don't think. Yeah, it's definitely not not something I'm excited about, anyways. But um, all right, let's uh, let's take a look down the list. Farther down the list, is there anybody out of the remaining folks? I mean, we're talking the rest of the field here. 
that that even jumps out at you at all uh, for the final four. I, I'm looking at a guy like Kevin Harvick at plus 325. Obviously, we've talked about this. This is his final season. He wants to make something, uh, some kind of noise as he's heading out the door. Uh, although, historically, we've seen that most drivers go out with a whimper rather than a bang. So, even at 325, I feel like this might be a little bit too much to hope for in this range. Um, guys like Bubba Wallace at plus 700 kind of sparked my interest a little bit as well. Just that we talked about how 2311 may make that leap this year, um, especially with a guy like Tyler Reddick uh, there at his side. Tyler Reddick at plus 275. So, I mean, you know, as you get down farther down the list, the odds start to get obviously longer. Um, Cody's licking his chops over here at Cody Ware. Uh, who's at Cody 100. Ware, 150 to 1. Don't, don't do that. Yeah, don't, don't make that. There's a literal zero chance of him making the final four. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's just not, That's it's not a good bet. But anybody else that I didn't list off there, Cody, that you're kind of keeping your no, eye yeah, on? Yeah, I mean, kind of looking down the list, like Reddick and Harvick are the next two on the list. And then it, it really kind of no, nose dives from there. Those are two guys that you can see making it. But do you love them where they're at at plus 275 and plus 325? Like you said, probably not so much. Uh, Bubba Wallace does jump out to me, plus 700. We've seen him take a step up, right? They, they improved last year. He wanted a track like Kansas. So if they can continue to build on that, he's going to have Tyler Reddick in-house, which I think is going to push him even more. I think it's going to help him. Um, and so when Reddick is in the same equipment he is at plus 275 and Bubba's all the way down at plus 700, yes, Bubba's maybe not quite as talented as Reddick is, but Bubba can get it done. And I, I think we're going to see him start to push deeper and deeper into the playoffs. So I think there's value there. This one may surprise you, but a plus 900, Ty Gibbs might be even worth a little tiny, just bit of a sprinkle. I, I Rookies tend to struggle, and I think that Gibbs is going to struggle at least early. I'm going to be fading him a lot in the first half of the season. Could he find a way to make it into the playoffs, though, and go on a magical Christopher Bell type of run where he pulls a, a random win out of his ass, he wins at the road course, and then he squeezes his way into the final four somehow, he could. There's You can make the case for it. At plus 900, it's enough for me to think twice about it at least. I, again, I think he's going to struggle, but the talent we've seen in this kid, he's already got almost a half a season under his belt filling in last season. That might help him just a little bit. He's in elite equipment. We haven't seen a rookie in this type of equipment in a few years. I mean, it's been, I'm trying to think going back at Gibbs, it's been how long since we've seen a rookie. I mean, even Christopher Bell spent time in the 95 before he came over to the 20 car. So you haven't had that. You've had some guys at Stuart Haas, but you can't put that whole team on the same level. Um, and, and then you go over to a Hendrick. It's been a few years since Byron came in. It's been a few years since Elliot came in. So we haven't as recently seen a rookie just get into top-notch equipment right off the bat. And so I think that he could find a way to get into the playoffs and then just go on a magical run. That's enough for me to make to look twice at least at him at plus 900. Yeah. After that, man, A.J. Allmendinger at 18-1. to 1, I don't love it, but if I had to pick one more longer shot, he's probably the one just because he's got the experience again. He's got the road course that you could use in the in the playoffs. He's got the super speedway experience. So at 18 to 1, if you're looking for a longer shot that you want, but I don't know 
that I would go with anyone. I mean, Austin Dillon at 40 to one, I guess that would be a miracle season for him. And I, I don't know that. I mean, if you really want a long shot, that's as far as you could possibly talk me into going. Uh, but yeah, it's, it, this is one that it's, it's very top heavy. I don't see even last season. I mean, your final four was Joey Logano, not a surprise. Chase Elliott, not a surprise. Now Chastain was a huge surprise and Christopher Bell, not a, not a huge surprise, but still a surprise. But now that we've got a season of all these guys in in this new car and stuff, I just feel like there's not going to be a big shocker like a Ross Chastain that makes it in this year. And, and so I don't think you're going to get a huge underdog that's going to make it most likely. So I think you're going to stay towards the top third of this chart and just pick out the guys you want. And you could even bet five, maybe six different guys and get away with it if three or four of them end up making it in because you're getting them all at plus odds. So... Yeah, it's a. I'm excited to have this, and I'm glad we get the option because it's not something we've had before. Something new and different to talk about. Could they have given this to us a couple of weeks ago and given us more uh, more content back then? Sure, that would have been great. Maybe it would have saved us a two star review, but who knows? <laughs> Living rent free in Cody's head. I'm just saying. Uh, no, look, and you're right. I mean, for me, it's it's the top the top of the list. Even the top ten all have basically the the appeal for me in this format especially because I don't think we're going to be in for a lot of surprises this season when it comes to who's going to be battling it down at the end these teams now have had a full season to, to work on this car to learn about this car and we've seen it all you know we've seen it in the history of, of this sport where the the first season of a new car is is opportunity for new folks to sort of jump in and poke their head in but of course we see the cream always rise to the top which is why Gibbs Hendricks and and Roush and all those guys uh stay at the top of of the the sport so yeah I mean we're, we're probably going to see a, a little less chaotic uh just sort of madhousing it all through the season and it'll settle in and then you know NASCAR will shake the bottle again and stuff will start to rise again but yeah I mean this is it's a cat and mouse game with this sport every single few years where they're like, okay, we're going to make all these drastic changes to change the sport. Uh-oh, Cody's got a big look on his face. What's oh, up, Cody? Oh, oh, Rod, this is live breaking news. I hit refresh on that one specific book we were just talking about. Uh-huh. Uh, and there is qualifying winner odds. Ooh. And holy fucking shit, there is some good ones. Oh, so well, then. kind of last second, but if you want to touch on them quick. I would love to. Uh, okay, well, let's touch on him then. What so, do we got? no surprise, the top three favorites right out of the gate are 300 cars, but they're all at good odds. William Byron, 11 to 1, Chase Elliott, 11 to 1, Kyle Larson, 11 to 1. I would just go bet all three of those guys and call it good, honestly. What? And then Alex Bowman's down at 14 to 1. You can sprinkle some on him, too. I Honestly, I think that just putting all your your eggs into the Hendrick basket for qualifying might just be a good enough strategy. Yeah. I mean, you just talked about it as far as, and we just touched on how many times in a row Hendrick has actually been on the pole. And I will, I will say that Ricky Stenhouse, despite the fact that he was not a Hendrick driver, he had a Hendrick motor in his car when he won that, yep. uh, that pole back in 2020. Yep. So, uh, a Hendrick engine, has been on the pole for seven straight years. 
So I definitely like the fact that you're putting, yeah, there they are, Byron Elliott. Oh, wow. Yeah, go go throw it all on even Bowman at 14 to 1, like you said. Yeah, that's, you could just go with the 400 cars and and honestly probably call it good at that point. Yeah, I mean, opinion. Hamlin at plus 1,200, Blaney at 14, Logano at plus 13, Kyle at 16 to 1. I mean, as you get farther down, it's kind of like, well, Jimmy there at 35 to 1, if I'm allowed to say his name. Uh, and then, you know, AJ at plus 5,000. I kind of feel like that's a fun one, too. Justin Haley at plus 4,000. But I think I think you're right. At this point, all the four Hendricks drivers, and they're all 11 to 1 except for Bowman at 14 to 1. That seems like a good thing to kind of quarter your unit and toss it all out there. Yeah, and even if you look at the last two seasons, so last year it was Kyle Larson and Alex Bowman on the front row, and the year before it was Alex Bowman and William Byron. So this makes me even want to just Alex Bowman maybe even be the best bet on qualifying. Denny Hamlin did make a good point on his podcast that I was listening to earlier. Uh, he thinks that Fords may have an advantage in qualifying because of the new body, new nose shapes that these these all, all three manufacturers have the new noses with the changing of the front clip and stuff. Uh, so a guy that would jump out to me, Brad Keselowski did start third last season and Chris Busher started fourth. So both those RFK cars, um, ended up on the second row right behind, uh, the Hendrick guys. And I know Brad, of course it just closed out on me. Here we go. Brad is 18 to one and Chris Busher is 25 to one. So those two guys may be worth a look as well. Uh, I'm probably honestly just going to go bet the 400 guys and hope that history just continues to repeat itself. I mean, you said Jeff Gordon was 2015, right? So every season since 2015, except one time it's been a Hendrick car on the pole and in multiple years of those, they've swept the front row. Um, and then even looking back last year, they had the top two. Elliot was 11th Byron, just 23rds. So that wasn't super impressive, but, um, I, in the past, I believe I'd have to go back and find farther back in the history, but I think there was one season where they started like in the top five, even in, in qualifying at least maybe not once the duels happen, but yeah, I'm glad that those odds popped up as I, as I refreshed the screen there. Um, yeah, that's, that's fun. Well, again, as, as we have live, live reactions to it, uh, we'll definitely start incorporating those into our bets. I'm sure. And of course, like we said, Listen tomorrow to the big show because we will be on the Sports Gambling Podcast main show with Sean and Ryan talking racing things. I don't know that any other... Well, this is the first NASCAR show proper on the network, so we definitely are the first NASCAR hosts to talk racing things on the big show, but um, yeah, they don't talk much NASCAR on there. No, they don't. Well, and it's just... I love the bosses, but they don't know much about NASCAR, and there's nothing wrong with that. That's what they have us for, and our jobs are maybe safe because they don't know too much about it, so maybe that's a good thing. But, no, just for them to to feel like NASCAR is big enough to be included on the big show that that gets the huge number of listeners that it does and and followers that it has. They just passed 20,000 followers on, on Twitter during, on Super Bowl Day, um, Super Bowl Sunday. So huge, huge accomplishment to, to get NASCAR just on that platform in general. Give us a chance to bring more listeners into this show, of course, and and spread the good news about NASCAR to all other fans that uh, don't know that they should be NASCAR fans yet. I agree, especially one when, more. 
NFL season's over and there's yeah. a void to be filled. Exactly. One more thing on qualifying. There has been a history of thinking that under certain big storylines that qualifying could be rigged at the Daytona 500. In 2013, I believe it was, Danica Patrick sat on the pole, first woman to do so at the Daytona 500. There was a lot of speculation around that. Like you said, Jeff Gordon started on the pole in 2015, his final season. A lot of speculation around that. So Jimmy Johnson is 35-1. to 1. I'm going to toss it out there. The seven-time champion. Let's make sure that he's locked into the Daytona 500 by starting on the pole. Could happen. Just throwing it out there. I, I know. Uh, Kevin I don't Harvick is 22 to one. His final season. I don't know that that's a storyline worth them fixing day, qualifying for. And I'm not saying they would ever fix qualifying. I'm just saying, if you believe in those types of things, Jimmy Johnson is actually worth a look here at 35 to one because what better storyline than the seven-time champ returning to the sport, the goat sitting on the pole. He's locked into the race. Doesn't have to worry about getting caught up in a dual crash and missing the, the big race. I could see it happening, Rod. Hey, listen, you already know my opinion on it and you already know that I love it. So, uh, I will further it no more on this. So, um, all right, tomorrow it begins tomorrow. The bets start to get laid down. We will have our first official betting episode of the season where we will lay out, uh, this is actually beginning with, uh, we'll probably throw some qualifying in there, uh, but by and large, this should be a truck if the odds do come out for trucks. Yeah. <laughs> hopefully they do. That's going to be the thing, but yeah. Trucks and Xfinity tomorrow, hopefully, depending on odds. Yep, but, but we'll definitely yeah, keep you posted. Yeah. We're packed out the rest of the week, Rod. There is betting on every show basically from here on out for the season. We've tried to fill the off season with some stuff, and, and we did a good job. We made it here. We talked about odds when we had them, but yeah, Trucks and Xfinity tomorrow. A full the format gives us a full show to talk about Cup Series bets. Allow me to add some extra Daytona 500 winners in there, maybe. Yeah, we've got uh, we've, we've got a whole episode of Cody's Daytona 500 winners. That's basically all. Hey. I just I just hit record, and Cody will read them all off to you. If you do it correctly, Rod, you can hit a lot of different numbers and still make a profit as long as one of them wins. Sure can. It's I'm telling you, math. that's the way it is. <laughs> uh, all right, then, Cody, as we wrap it up today, why don't you let everybody know where they can find you on social media? Yes, follow me on Twitter, at Husker underscore Zeev. Check out all my stuff over there. Hopefully you read my player props article for the Super Bowl. Unfortunately, I was wrong on my Eagles pick, but I did hit five different player props of the six I gave out in that article, um, so I was pretty happy about that. But yes, there is going to be lots of motorsports content. There's already future stuff over there. Go check that out. I'm going to be resharing that stuff as we lead up to the race this week. And then join us in the Discord. I did officially launch the fantasy season-long fantasy game. We'll be competing against other uh, SGPN NASCAR listeners. Uh, and you got to be in the Discord to get that link. It's free to enter. You can come have fun, talk shit when you beat us. And the overall winner at the end of the season gets a $200 gift card to the merch store. There's some pretty sweet stuff over there. The NASCAR stuff came down at one point, but working on getting some more racing stuff that doesn't say NASCAR on it in the merch store. Uh, if you're an Eagles fan, the refs are terrorist shirt is over there for that final play in the Super Bowl. That was crap. If you need one, so go get it. Uh, yeah. Anyways, I'll get off my soapbox now. <laughs> Follow me on Twitter at RJ Gomez. There's a link in the bio to everything I got going on, whether it's here, whether it's Sportsbook Review, whether it is in between media, the back road still 
alive and well, kicking off soon. Uh, and we already had an episode. We'll have another one coming up this week for Daytona. So exciting. All right. We'll be back again tomorrow. We'll talk some more racing things. We'll talk betting things. Thank you for listening all the way through. Thank you for enjoying it. Regular season starts tomorrow. Till next time. Let's go. Let's go racing and let it ride. <laughs>